Welcome to the family with Packmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD, Alex Brampernard Rasmussen, Andy Brampernard, and our special guest, Jim Gustafson. None there other. it is. None, None other. other. None other, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back to kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. We're rocking out, man. That's all I know. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Our special guest in the studio, Jim Gustafson. Jim played with the Vikings. What year? No, wait. First of all, you went to St. Thomas. You yes. played. You were a Tommy. Now Division One Tommy. What is the Pure Prairie League or whatever that is? What is that? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't follow it that closely. Uh, but it is an unbelievable change. I went there in 79. Uh, and 77, they had just become a co-ed school it was all male up until right. that point and uh yeah and there the the facilities we had back then were you know cinder track and you know lousy gym those types of things and, and yeah over the last whatever almost 40 years uh they've transformed into a d3 powerhouse and obviously now getting kicked up to division one division one it's some and they think they might be too good for the the Division One program that they're going to be involved in. They still think they might be too good for that. Yeah, I uh, I'll reserve uh, judgment until uh, <laughs> reserve down judgment. the road. I gotta I gotta read your your bio because my wife put it together. I didn't. I looked at this and went, "Who put this together?" Well, it's my wife. James Joel Gustafson is a former American football wide receiver. Did you know you played American football? Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was, yes, I did. So you must have had a hell of a career at St. Thomas. Uh, we had a uh, we had a good passing game. Had uh, you know a, a good quarterback and a bunch of other receivers around. So yeah, I, I think my senior year I had seventy two catches. For Division Three, that's uh, that's decent, um, but 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I guess the traits I brought to the NFL weren't speed, weren't, you know, flashiness. It was just kind of getting things done. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess I take pride in that, and I think that's why I stuck as long as I did. But Bud must have loved you. Uh, you were his kind of player. Yeah, Bud. Um, actually, Bud's son, Bruce, was my high school quarterback. And so Bud watched me in football and, you know, played basketball in high school. And he saw, I guess, the type of athlete I was. And, uh, you know, Bud is a man of few words. Um, and uh, I, I, I guess I'm probably cut from that same cloth. But, um, yeah, I think he likes guys that just uh, got the job done. I don't think he cared too much about flashiness. Uh, he just wanted results. And, um, yep. and I think that's uh, one of the things that I brought to the table was consistency and the ability to be used in multiple positions. So I think Bud liked it from that perspective. I think that is true. Now, Jim Gustafson holds another record that he doesn't even know about. But Jim is one of five Minnesota Vikings. You know, Chuck Foreman would be another one. There are a few more. One of the five that I never ripped. <laughs> that was it. I remember I met. That there was, you on a there golf was five, Tom. What, really? That many? Yeah, I no, know. It, it might not have been. It might have just been you and Chuck Foreman. I was going to say, actually. I feel like it's just him No, Trump. Matt Blair. I never ripped Matt. Matt's, Matt was a good guy. There are a bunch of good guys, as a matter of fact. Over the years, I, I ran into Tommy Kramer. I used to ride Tommy like there's no tomorrow. Didn't care. He's like, hey, how you doing, Tom? How's everything going? You still doing the show, huh? He was just a hell of a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, Ahmad Rashad, never ripped him either. You know, I do remember that. One thing i got to tell you about Tommy Kramer very quickly, and I'll move on, about the Minnesota Viking days and all the rest of it. Um, <clears throat> I was invited to this this party. It was, I don't know, it was at Eddie Webster's or uh, someplace, right? Mm-hmm. And I get there, uh, and, and my mother wanted to go. My mother wanted to go along to the party. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. <clears throat> so I bring Toots to the party, and Tommy Kramer's there. And she goes, oh, that's Tommy Kramer. I said, yeah. She goes, do you, do you think I could meet him? I said, sure, that's no problem. I'll bring you over there. So I bring her over there, and I go, Tommy, uh, this is uh, this is my mother. Oh, what's your mother's name? I said, Toots. Goes over, picks her up, and holds her up and goes, I love you, Toots. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't see your mom taking oh, yeah. that well. Her little feet are dangling up there. He's holding her up in the air. Now there were actually a lot of Vikings that I that I have in my I, I, I admired over the years, no question. But the linemen, pretty terrific people. Uh, you know, Brad Johnson was a phenomenal guy. I heard Brad has a hell of a time even walking these days. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think he stayed down in the Florida area because he finished at Tampa, didn't he? I think. I think. Yeah, yeah it was at Tampa. But yeah, a bunch of Minnesota Vikings. So for for me. It was such a big deal because uh, the Vikings came along in 1961, and then my brother got home from Vietnam in 1966. I think it was 1966. He got home, yeah, because I had just turned 15 years old, and I didn't know anything about the Vikings, you know, back then. I didn't pay attention to this. I watched baseball. I did watch the, the Twins in 1961, but I was. That's so funny because I bring this up now. And people go, "What are you talking about?" But before 1961, where I, I turned 10 years old in 61, I was a huge New York Yankee fan. But everybody kind of was, you know? Yeah. Because we didn't have a team. There was no team anywhere near us. You know, the Milwaukee. I think I don't think the Braves were still in Boston. I think they were in Milwaukee at the time. So <laughs> that was a good thing. But 
it was such a th- so the Minnesota Vikings for me became this. My brother came home from Vietnam and he said, "You got to watch the Vikings. You never watched the Vikings." He said, "You're a 15 year old boy. What the hell's wrong with you?" <laughs> so we started watching the Viking game and and we the games and we built this bond between us because he he came back. When he left to go to Vietnam, he was uh, like Wally Cleaver. And when he got back, he was like Charles Manson. <laughs> it changed him a little bit. You know, it was one of those deals. But the Vikings in our family have always been a huge thing. It still is. I mean, Alex, how many Viking games did you and I watch together over the years? I could not Thousands? count. Thousands? <laughs> well, you're only, you're only, what are you, 31? What am I, 31? Yes. That's a, what do you know, 31? Yes, indeed. I know how old you are. She was born on Groundhog's Day, so it's easy. <clears throat> so very, very easy to do. But Alex is a huge Viking fan as well. Mm. Not anymore? I was. Well, you were. You were a huge I've Viking fan. I stopped caring as much after having children and them sucking for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Lost my enthusiasm, enthusiasm for the team. But Maybe I, one day again, but... If I remember this correctly, I'm playing golf at Minneapolis Golf Club many, many years ago. And this guy comes over and we start talking. It was you. I believe it was on Minneapolis Golf Course I met you. Hmm. And it was just fantastic. It was just, you know, we, we had talked and had a great time. Um, I don't know. It, it was just, you've always been one of those kind of guys. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? So I went to Bloomington Lincoln. Oh, you went uh, to Lincoln, okay. Which closed in 82. I think mm-hmm. I graduated in 79. Right. And you, got it, and you graduated St. Thomas in 83. Yep. Became a Viking that year. Uh, no, so my first year out of college, I had several free agent opportunities, and I selected the Bengals. Oh, okay. Uh, so I so I signed with the Bengals, made it to the final cut with them, got cut, and uh, still wanted to give football a try. I mean, the, the leap from Division three to the pros is huge. Oh, that's a big leap. Yeah. And candidly, I wasn't really as prepared as I could have been. Didn't know what to expect, quite frankly. So um, I wanted to give it a try again. The Vikings in that off season asked me to try out that's when bud retired less oh, less yeah. steckle came oh, on board <laughs> and so made it through uh you know halfway through training camp that year uh with less thankfully i i guess i didn't make the team based on that yeah, particular based year based on that year yeah. yeah and so i was i was Man. done after that i was done playing football and i was uh, working at honeywell and kind of my first job out of college and uh the following summer in 85, Bud came back after the Les Steckel debacle. And, uh, and, and Bud, in the middle of training camp, Sammy White was hurt, Sam McCollum, oh, yeah, others. Sure. Bud called me. I was living with his, his son at the time, Bruce, and uh, asked me if I wanted to give it another try. And so went to Honeywell the next day, asked for a leave of absence. They gave me that. Oh, that's good. Went down to training camp. And then I uh, had shoulder, my shoulder got blown out in the second preseason game, was on an injury reserve in 85, and then made the team after that, the active roster. So you were, you literally came with the Vikings. Your first year was my first year at KQ then. Yeah. 86. Yeah. God, I didn't even know that. How come I liked you so much? I didn't even watch you play before. No, but I, I did. I I liked the way that you played. It's kind of, I suppose, in the same way that, that Bud Grant would have. You just – you. <clears throat> You could just tell watching you play, you really wanted to be there. You knew what your level was. You knew what you could do. You caught everything that was thrown at you. You always caught the football. 
Yeah, I think, you know, when you don't have speed, you got to make up for it in other ways. And, <laughs> and that's what I did. I, I did take, take pride in it. I think I was able to, in the way they used me, able to get open for, you know, third down receptions, those mm-hmm. types of things. So, um, you know, certainly uh, could have been a different story if I was in a different town and, and, and likely wouldn't have made the team. I think it helps me just to get the opportunity because I was a local guy right? and uh, that never looks bad. And then I, I think I, you know, performed for them to the extent that they were comfortable and keep me on the active roster. That was fantastic. We'll, we'll take a quick break here, but out of this segment into the break, if your last name was Steckel, why would you name your kid Les? Yeah. Because yes. automatically in first grade, he's becoming Tess. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> testicle. I mean, it, it's, it's. If you got away, like Timmy Steckle, you wouldn't even think about it. You know, yeah. Tim, Tim Steckle. No, that's fine. Tess. Less. Mm. Why yeah. would you do that? I mean, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> but he wasn't either, so it all worked out in the end. Did he punch Probably himself in was. the face? If I remember. Uh, I, I, I didn't witness it, but I heard it. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll take a break. Be right back with Jim Gustafson. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy. Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, The owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner, they hit it off, and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I have to read the bio because Catherine wrote it. James Joel Gustafson is a former American football wide receiver in the National Football League who played for the Minnesota Vikings. He played college football for the St. Thomas Tommies. <laughs> That's the bio, Jim. Yeah. So you're ready impressive. to go. Impressive. Very impressive. Well, playing in the National Football League is pretty damn impressive. She, she's just getting the job done. She's just getting, <laughs> yeah, the job she was getting the job done. I'm sure she copied and pasted it from somewhere else. She did, Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> did she really? Yeah. Oh, Mom. I found it. Well, she's at home painting, so she's all she's very happy because she's painting right now. 
She loves that stuff. So, okay, your first year is 86. Yeah. And then how many years were you with the Vikings? Uh, through 89, uh, and then I had a herniated disc in my neck in 90, and, and that was enough. For five years? Yeah. That's beyond, because the average run in the NFL is what, about two and a half or something? Yeah, it's, something, it's under three, I think. <clears throat> it's under three, and yeah. It's probably got, you know, that time frame is shortened since, you know, they're going to be, uh, you know, recycling players just to, you know, keep salaries down, that type of thing. Yeah, they are. Well, that's interesting. The point Why on earth, and God bless the guy, he's a hell of a player, there's no doubt about it. Why would you give someone $500 million to play football? Unbelievable. What is that? <laughs> Yeah, back when I so when I started in '86, the beginning wage for a rookie, which obviously I got, was fifty thousand. Fifty. And then the next year went up to sixty. So. Oh, yeah. gee, now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. I do remember sitting with having lunch with Chuck Foreman one day about a couple of years ago. We're sitting there. By the way, I don't know. One of the nicest people I've ever met. Chuck was just a really, really still just a great guy, unbelievable, but. Uh, he told me he was drafted in, what, late 70s, I think, right? Yeah. 77, maybe, something, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Starting wage for Chuck Foreman, one of the best running backs I've ever seen, to tell you the truth. I don't, And I don't think Bud used him properly. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're, I don't know, never mind. <laughs> Let me get back to ripping the Vikings in. Uh, but in any case, Chuck Foreman told me his first year, his rookie season, he signed for $22,000. <laughs> Yeah. Is that unbelievable? $22,000 was wow. what he signed for. Oh, my God. Well, Jim's talking, you know, almost 10 years later, it was still $60,000. Yeah. And was it now like $2 million or What's something? like the minimum now? <laughs> I don't know, but for... I think it's high six figures. Yeah, oh like nearly a million dollars. So, so where does the half a, where's the half a billion dollars come from? I, you say, ego, oh, TV, I guess. Oh, it's TV. Man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of money. And now in the NFL, none of it's guaranteed, though, right? Well, I think his uh, a portion of his was uh, $100 million or something like that. Oh, only $100 Yeah, if he, if he blows his knee out or shoulder or whatever, he's still going to get that. But, yeah, it, it, unlike other sports where a lot of the money is guaranteed, uh, not, I don't think there's probably a few, but very few. Why do you think the NFL never did guarantee money? Because it's just a physical, physically demanding sport? Yeah, I, well, I don't know. Obviously, the rosters are a lot smaller than basketball, for example, and, mm, and you right. probably uh, roll the dice and get away with that. But yeah, that's true. You know, I think once you get to fifty on a team and you're guaranteeing lots of people, I mean, Kirk Cousins, I believe, was guaranteed. But, yeah, he was. Yeah. But just just a few. It is an amazing sport, and you look at it over the. One of the greatest things that that I ever experienced being a, again since nineteen sixty. 66, becoming a Minnesota Viking fan, then being invited down on the field in 1986. So you were down there. You mm-hmm. didn't have no, you wouldn't have any idea who the hell I was. But standing on the sidelines, I wish everybody could do that because you have no idea how big and fast these people really are. Yeah. I don't, you could sit in the stands all day and watch, and you would never be able to tell. I can't remember who the hell it was, but it was a very large running back. Uh, they ran a sweep, and I'm, they're, they're coming right at me, and I peed a little. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. Uh, honest to God, when you're down in that field watching the speed of these giants, you wonder how you guys stay alive. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, even 
from comparing when I played to today, it's just exponentially bigger, stronger, faster. Oh God! Uh, and you just you know you know when when running backs are or when linebackers are kind of running four four forties and you're two hundred and seventy pounds, whatever they're just missiles. Yeah, it's it's a different game today than it was thirty years ago for sure. But do guys get hurt more now? Because you would think, as big and fast as they are, they would, but it doesn't seem like it anymore. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, you know uh, you know stats show, but I would think that the likelihood of getting injured today is higher than it was thirty years ago. Well, you sure would think so. If the if the ab- if the average life life expectancy that's that's the wrong word poor choice of life word. expectancy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Let's, let's put it this way: the average usefulness of a player. Yeah, there years. you go. Yeah. yeah. It may not necessarily be a major joint injury, but I'll tell you what, you take you get a two hundred and seventy pound guy hitting you how many times before your you know, other stuff happens. You're you can't breathe as well, you've had a couple fractured ribs, you know, you have a couple concussions, maybe you're not as fast or the you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of pieces to that puzzle. And as a very when you're as a as a professional athlete or as any athlete, it's a complex combination of muscle memory, uh, neurologic memory that you're putting into this. And you break one of those, you may you degrade one of those systems, and it's not as good, and you yeah. may not be able to perform as well. Yeah. You take, and then you get a brand new 20, 20, 20 year old kid that's just coming out of college. Well, he's everything good, and then they get beat up. You just get beat up yeah. physically, yeah. from head to toe. Yeah. Ralph is a doctor, by the way. Yeah. So <laughs> he knows. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I, I think I know. I want to think I know. <laughs> I think you know, I know. I'm a medical man, you know, <clears throat> crack, a sure. license and, and experience, a medical yeah. man, you know. But, but to, you can step, well, just, just as simple as you're playing, someone steps on your foot. A 300-pound guy steps on your foot, just part of the game, not, right. not intentionally. Right. That's going to hurt. <laughs> I would think. And yeah. That's probably gonna, true. That can bother you, and you try to turn, pivot off that foot, it's going to hurt. And it, it might it that half a second that it takes for you to adjust to that is going to be a is, is detrimental. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so two and a half, three years, man. That is that's not very long. Yeah. To work, that's not very long. No, it's not. I uh, I spend sometimes I, I not all, well most of the time I actually I dream in numbers, and since you got here, the number eighty just keeps popping in my head. Is that, well, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad, man. Because yeah. I, you and I haven't talked about your number in about thirty years. Yeah. But I just keep seeing jersey number eighty. Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah, it's. it's so I'm uh, never getting rid of you. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's retired, but it, it's not because of me. You know, Chris Carter. Chris Carter took it after I left. Yeah. And, wow, did an amazing job. So. And such a pleasant man. <laughs> I, Jim didn't react to that, by the way. I'd like to point out he has no reaction <laughs> whatsoever. Jim is a perfect gentleman. He's a perfect, he's a perfect gentleman. gentleman. He's absolutely no right. No reaction. Absolutely mm. right. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on today in your life. What? How's the family? How's everything going? Yeah, so I um, I got remarried last August and and retired at the same time. So. Oh, you did? Uh, I did. I worked for uh, a printing company in, in Shakopee after pretty much for the, the lion's share of the time after the Vikings. Uh, called Imagine Print Solutions oh, sure, and, yeah. and uh, helped run their operation. And so that was pretty demanding, and, and I had the opportunity last August to uh, to hang it up, and I did. And, uh, yeah, I've been golfing and boating, doing various things, but uh, just kind of unwinding. I'm not sure it's a permanent retirement, but it is for the time being. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and so where do you, do you do you do most of your golfing in one place? Yeah, I belong to Bent Creek in oh, Eden Prairie. Oh, I love Bent Creek. Yeah, yeah. It's That's a, a fun course. It's a tough course. Greens are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the way it's kept up is amazing. So, yeah, it, it's, it works out really well for me, not too far from where I live, and, uh, and pretty affordable. I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm a cheap is. SOV. So, uh, <laughs> okay, well, well, you know. well, you only got paid. You only got paid fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see it. Once again, it popped in my head. Last time I played Ben Creek was years ago, watching Pat Royce try to golf. Oh. It was a dream come true. Yeah. I've always liked Pat. Patrick's a very smart guy. You know, politically, we don't really agree on much, but you know that that whole deal. But I remember golfing golfing with Patrick Royce was a lot of fun. But sometimes you had a and a hard time making contact, I oh, guess boy. is the best way to put it. But, yeah, that's a great I, – I wish I could remember the guy's name, that uh, the, the pro down there at the time. But, yeah, great – a lot of fun. Good people. We'll have to get out. You, yeah. you ever play with Daryl Thompson, those guys? I uh, have not. <clears throat> no. You haven't? No. Does he play? He plays, I think. He must play at a minimum, you know, events or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Stuff. A lot of – a lot of Minnesota guys who went in, into baseball, you know, obviously you have your Herbecks and your Timmy Laudners, you have you, you have Daryl Thompson, you go through all the sports. Football and, ba- and baseball players from Minnesota tend to be pretty decent people. You know, I was trying to think of one guy that played in the NFL out of, uh, out of Minnesota that, you know, whatever. There's one, he, he was a, a basketball player. He was a little hard to get along with, I will tell you. NBA players are a lot harder to mm. get along with than all other sports. Really? I don't know why. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, what's his face? Who's the big shot again? What's his Kevin face? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Yeah, it wasn't him. I did see something. we got to go to break here, but I saw him do something at Rush Creek once. I will never see again as long as I live. You ever played Rush Creek? Uh-huh. <clears throat> He's on the first tee. Yeah. Takes a swing. And hits the building. It's it's behind, behind you. you. <laughs> that is correct. It was one of those Phil Mickelson. Oh no, <laughs> with a driver though. Wow. I thought, how the hell did he do that? <laughs> but he got so under it, he put spin on the ball, wow. so it went up in the air and went right over his head. Oh, it was something to see. Huh. I will tell you that. Let's talk family. What you what you want to do now that you're retired already? A youthful retirement. The whole deal. We'll be right back with Jim Gustafson. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Gustafson, our special guest. Cannot believe I've known Jim for 35 years now. That is unbelievable. Uh, 
this final segment, I want I want you to talk about whatever you want to talk about. You want to talk football. You want to talk uh, personal life. Whatever you want to talk about. I just love to hear what you're up to. What you'd like to do now that you're. Uh, what'd you say? You're 89. Yeah, 59. <laughs> 59. You go 59. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I'm just gonna um, you know figure out what life holds for me moving forward. I I know I'm gonna unwind. I have been unwinding. Um, and like I said, I got married last, remarried last, uh, August. Um, and so I have three kids myself, a daughter who's 28, son who's 26 and a 19 year old. And she's got four kids. So together we have seven and I think 28, 27, 26, 24, <laughs> 22. Yeah. And I, yeah. There's a pile of them. And, but, it, but it's great. It's them. great. They all get along and, That's good. um, and, uh, you know, so far so good. Where'd you meet her? Uh, match.com. Andy, Alex. Mm-hmm. Well, eHarmony. Yeah. No, you did an eHarmony. Still. That's the deal now. So you did match, didn't you? Yep. And she did eHarmony. You did match.com. Yeah. Ralph's wife's trying to get rid of him. <laughs> sell him. He's trying to sell him online. Anybody take this guy. I'm a Craigslist. No, I shouldn't say that. Oh, don't, don't, don't say that. Okay, don't I was say like, that. what? I, I must have missed that. the beginning yeah. of that. <laughs> <laughs> Something was going on there. But um, yeah, well, those, those match sites, whether any of those, Grindr or any of those, that, that they're great. Grinders they, not like those other ones. <laughs> yeah. well, well, exactly. Hey, well, the, the the gay guys, they need a spot to uh, you know say this is what I like to do. This is oh, I didn't interest. even know Grinder was a gay deal. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, Grinder is. Gay, it's a gay. It's site. a gay hookup. Yeah, gay oh, hookup. Grinders. So it's more like what's the what's the straight hookup. Tinder. Oh, Tinder. 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 And there are, there are like five men on the billboard, and they're all kind of leaning into one another. And you could tell that, you know, they have relationships and all the rest of it. And it says, looking for a hookup. And under that, the website, squirt.org. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, oh, well, oh. Huh. oh, yeah. And I was thinking to myself, how many eight-year-olds are going to go, what do they mean, squirt.org, mom? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Because you know they're asking. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. So Good that's Lord. that's true. So where did you meet? You know, What's your wife's name? Uh, Heather. Heather. So where did you meet Heather? Uh, uh, like you said, you well, met Match.com. I had, had a date. So we dated six-ish years and uh, pulled the trigger last August. You dated for six years. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So everything's good. It sounds like everything in your life is going really, really well. It, it's going well. Yeah, I think uh, you know you, when you have seven kids, there's always ups and downs, and kind of navigating those and helping yeah. the extent we can uh, work through some of those you know challenges. It's been tough for everyone over the last three or four months. Oh my um, God, it's been a pain. Yeah, it? yeah. And so yeah, it's uh, it is going well. Life life is is pretty good. Health is good. So. Can't yeah, you look really, really healthy. You play. So how often do you play golf? Oh, this summer, uh, it's been probably five days a week. But, my, it's so packed everywhere because nobody's yeah. working, so all the golf courses are packed. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, is more challenging uh, than before. But, uh, you know, at Bent Creek, it's been great. I've kind of 
connected with a group of guys that we play oh, together do. all the time. So, yeah, it's great. Are you living in that general area? Yeah, down in Savage. Oh, you are living in yeah. Savage? Yeah. That's a great spot down yeah. there. Yeah. It is, absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, I don't know, we just decided that, well, Alex, first of all, lives in West Blooming. They don't call us, what do they used to call it? Prestigious West Bloomington. Oh, yeah. They don't call P- it that PWB. Anymore, they don't call it that anymore, though, do they? No. People actually, like, when we moved there, people were like, oh, prestigious West Bloomington. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. No, it is a good area. That So we kind of live, well, Andy, how, what do you live, about 20 minutes from us? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, we're not right in the middle, but 20 minutes from you and 12 minutes from Alex. So it's kind of right between the two. <clears throat> I like being on 169 as opposed to 100 because, holy Hannah, when we get back to rush hour, Highway 100, you can forget it from 494 up to 694. It is unbelievable. But it's just, it's so cool because, well, and by the way, thanks to Katie Harms for, I think she's the one that set this up in the first place. You just ran into Katie one day or something? So, uh, yeah, Katie and uh, my wife Heather have become good friends. They're both uh, Kind of Minnesota Gopher volleyball. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Fans. Uh, Katie had a daughter that played, and yep. and I currently have a stepdaughter. Heather's daughter, Cece, is a libero on the team. So, oh, so that's how Dana and myself and and Katie and Heather connected, and uh, they're great people. You ever play golf with with Dana? Have not yet. We've talked about it multiple times, and uh, we can we'll get, get a hold it of it. I'll tell you. Okay, he can get a hold of it. There's no doubt about. It. I was telling somebody a story this morning. <clears throat> that I, because uh, they were asking me who I'd been playing, who I played with a couple days ago. And Rocco Mediate has become a friend, professional golfer. And I tell this story. I, I hit the best drive I possibly could. Usually I'm at about two and a quarter, 2.30 now. You know, yeah. that's where I am now. So I get a hold of one, I hit a good drive, hit about 2.70. And I'm like, oh, this is great. So Rocco gets up without any effort whatsoever and hits it about 300. So he's 30 yards past, the best drive I could possibly hit. And I said, man, that, that is ridiculous. He goes, I'm going to make you feel even worse. Rory McIlroy would be 50 yards past me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, great. Yeah. I feel so much better yeah. now. Yeah, and DeChambeau would be 50 yards <laughs> past, past him. him. Well, Phil Mickelson hit a 394-yard well, drive the other day. Yeah. 394. Yeah. How on? I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to build 12,000-yard golf courses? Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. But I don't know what they're going to do about this. These guys can drive greens now at 400-yard holes. It's just, man, I, that is an am- How is that, by the way? So, like, compared, so you, you, what other sports did you play? You played, you played football? Uh, basketball, ran basketball, track. Ran track. No baseball? Well, I played baseball in ninth grade. Because I was say you're built for baseball, man, long and lean. Yeah, That's I was an outfielder pitcher, but... Uh, I enjoyed track and kind of that kind of one-on-one competition yeah. against somebody. Yeah. So, so basically now, um, with your life, you just kind of want to play some golf. You want to hang out with your buddies. You have the same buddy. You, you, you know, you still hang out with guys you grew up with. Uh, yeah. This actually, this weekend, uh, all my college roommates and several <laughs> other college friends are getting together at a cabin in Wisconsin. Oh, that's terrific! Uh, don't don't connect. <laughs> haven't stayed connected with high school friends as much as college, but um, you know, it, it, when you have kids, yeah, well, exactly. It's you know, you're you're tracking them all around, and and you develop acquaintances and friendships with right. those parents. So. When, when, unfortunate thing in my life, growing up in North Minneapolis, 
of the 40 guys in my class, six of us are still alive. Oh, wow. Either, you know, glug, glug, or smoke, smoke, really? or gunshots. Oh, God, yeah. A lot of guys got killed. I mean, it was it was quite. But that just struck me the other day because another friend from high school died, and I thought, God, what is that now? And I added up, it's like, well, there's only 34 guys that have died so far. Wow! Like, good God! Yeah. But what are you gonna do? Such is life. So you got a great family. You got a blended family now. It's like it's like the what was that show again? The the Brady Brady Bunch. Bunch, Yeah. You kind of like the Brady Bunch. Who holds? How old is the youngest? Uh, he is going to be a senior at Prior Lake High School. So it's like 29 to, eight, to 18 or 28 yeah, to yeah, 18, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, so you're there. At one point, we had four kids in college. Oh, that was a little spendy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did they go? Uh, so my daughter went to St. Thomas. Oh, okay. My son went to Iowa State. Uh, Heather's family, so far, there's three girls. They all go to, uh, have gone to the U or go to the U currently. Oh, they do. So, yeah. Andy went to St. Thomas. Yeah. Kind liked, of. You liked it, didn't you? Kind of. Two years? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh I went to St. Kate's. Yeah, she went oh, to St. Kate's. And my husband went Kate. to St. Thomas. Okay. Oh, that's right. He, he went that, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting about that. That was a great school. St. Thomas and St. Kate's. Mm-hmm. They had a house over on Warwick Avenue. Kind of between the two schools, okay. it was like a dream come true for them, for us, because... That's good stuff. I got a little weird about them moving out of the house. A I know lot, it's hard a lot to of weird. <clears throat> Not a little. So here's the deal. I'm going to give you a hand grenade if anybody bothers you. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. lob it at them, and you'll take care of it. Jim Gustafson, thanks for coming in, man. It was really great to see you. It's always great to see you. we got to get out and have some dinner one night. Yeah, let's do that. I would or love golf. to do that. I would love to play golf. Well, good day, Dana. We get Dana and Daryl Thompson. We'll there see you if he'll get, get him out yeah. there and golf. I would imagine he could probably hit it quite a ways. Oh, yeah, He's think. still put together like a madman. Yeah. Nicest guy. You, you you could never meet a nicer guy than Daryl Thompson. Works very hard and great wife. Well, you know, like the rest of us, wife's far too good for him. But, you know, <laughs> just one of those deals. Thank you, sir. Great of you to come in today. You're welcome. Have a good day. Yep. We'll be back.